Hi everyone, today is September 2nd, 2017, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. I'm Deck Tech. It's been a pretty cool week. We got a whole new event um, to occupy all of our time. It's a pretty time-consuming event. Well, at first it was. And uh, there's new cards, and then there's also new announcements uh, telling us what's to come for the game, and there's a lot to come for the game. Uh, also, the ranked duels uh, reset, so new season of rewards. So, um, pretty busy and fun time here at uh, Duel World. Um, Deck Tech, what have you been doing? Yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, of course, I've been doing the event like everyone else, um, trying to get some gems because I wasn't able on the ones that I had saved up to get through the new set, uh, which I'm also excited to try out, like you said. So uh, kind of the only interesting point was that uh, in the little bit of PvP that I've played, um, at the end of last season, I was just on fire with Hazy Sphinx. I ended up, I forget what it was, like something like a 70 or 80% win rate with it up in uh, the Legend ranks from 1 to Legend 2 or 3. And then, uh, unfortunately, this season it's not giving me the same results so far I got I ran into a bunch of tune decks at the start of the season which was weird because I didn't see like almost any tunes the entire last season but maybe that's just the deck that people use if they want to win quickly at the start of the season and uh, at least my version of the Hazy Sphinx does not line up well against tunes at all Um, and then I also ran into a bunch of um, what's it called? Necrofear. Okay. And it lines up okay against Necrofear, but it's not like, like I'm not like expecting to see Necrofear. It wasn't designed to beat Necrofear, so those ones went not as well either. And I'm concerned about the Silent Magician. I only faced it once, but um, I know the deck does not really have much of a way to answer. It doesn't line up well against that deck either, so... Um, like, for one week, it was my meta-breaking deck, <laughs> and um, now I'm not sure if it is that anymore. But it's also, you know, really early in the season, traditionally in games like this, uh, especially in Hearthstone, where I have a lot of experience with new seasons. The kind of the beginning of the season isn't always uh, the best indicator of what the season's going to be like, so I'm holding out hope that maybe this it'll level out and I'll see a little bit more of what I saw before and um, the better players will kind of climb up the ladder really quickly so that the deck will become a good option again and my win rate can get back up there a little bit but anyway that's where I'm at how are you yeah that's the strat just to add that the strategy for Hearthstone for me when it comes to ranked at least is just to skip like the first two weeks and just play weaker opponents yeah yeah Um, better win rate that way yeah um I put down, well, I put down Zombie Gemini for like a little bit, and then I, uh, I opened. First of all, this this all started when I opened uh, Silent Magician level eight. That was the first uh, UR I got, or SR from the new set, and then um, I saw this version that DK had online, which he he only had one as well, but there was a way to get around it. So you needed another card from. Uh, Chaotic, compl- not chaotic compliance. Electric overload, which I happen to have three of, <laughs> so I actually had this card, and nice. um, 
I made this deck, and then you told me about the tunes yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I switched back to Zombie Gemini um, with a third supervised, so I changed the deck, and I started winning right away, but I saw no tunes. I was just in silver, and there were no tunes at all, but I was just winning anyways. Um, but the Silent Magician deck seems super strong, and I've only played one PvP game with it, and I've used it for auto-dueling purposes, but it beats the Vagabond all the time. I don't know if that means anything. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't mean nothing. It's it, just gets, it just gets the 3,500 so fast. Uh, yeah. Even if you only have one, and then my version has three of uh, the card that uh, reanimates it, or, or puts it back in your hand or something. Uh, mm-hmm. So that kind of makes up for having one. But it seems super strong right now. Um, the card has weaknesses, but like it just seems so much faster than all the Red Eyes decks in getting out a really big monster, and it's even bigger than the Red Eyes. So it seems like it's a really, it's a, it has a lot of potential. Oh yeah, for sure. I that's part of the reason why I was buying through the new set is because I thought Silent Magician uh, seems super good, and um, I also like the new sets a little bit uh, cheaper. Right. to To get all the stuff that you need, so I thought it was a good option to uh, spend my gems on, and yep. and talk about that a little bit. Yep, yep. And we'll talk about Silent Magician later. So, um, yeah. Uh, let's move on to the news section. Uh, this week in esports, last week's Dual Link subreddit tournament, the one we mentioned last week. Um, there was a bit of red eyes representation again. Um, hopefully, kind of the last time before the new set comes out. But um, let's see. First place, McMurphy got uh, won it with a Phoenix deck, which had uh, specific text against red eyes cards like Sphere Karibo and Gale Lizard. Um, he he or she also put in a Hand of Nephis in their uh, side deck, but they didn't. Uh, I heard that they didn't use the card. Um, Papillon, second place, used a standard, very standard Red-Eye Zombie deck. Third place, Ren, another Red-Eye Zombie deck with Ultimate Providence and Tribute to the Doomed. And Pyrek, we've heard of Pyrek before. Fourth place with a Mill deck. Um, In the tournament overall, the most common decks were Red-Eye Zombie and Control, followed by uh, second was Phoenix. And then there were four decks each of Toons, Hazy Flame, uh, Balance, Red Eyes, and Angmarl. Uh, there were a bunch of other decks in there as well, like Psychic decks, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, we have the link uh, for anyone who wants to read about it. Uh, I don't think they have a tournament this week just because of the event and also the new cards. Probably it's too difficult to make a new deck right now with all the cards and people buying through them. So yeah, we're going to check our uh, check out for that if there is going to be a new one. Mm. Is this is this uh, this uh, assortment of decks what you would expect before, like what the past meta was? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you combine the two forms of red eyes, it was like half of the tournament. So yeah. uh, that's pretty much what you would expect. Um, looking through the lists now, I don't see anything really crazy in the top eight so far. Um, so, I, I mean, I would think that this is just about how you want, want to do it. 
what you would expect when you're entering into a tournament. Do you think Red Eyes is going to go away completely, or does this new set just, um, like, is it going to be, like, splitting time? I, I think I think one of these new sets is, like, one of the new archetypes is just going to take over. I do think that there's going, I mean, whenever there's a new set, um, people get excited and they start playing the, uh, the new cards. But I also think that we just got Insight available as uh, a reward. Uh, and so a lot more people are going to play that as well. Yeah. Um, uh, when I, I'm playing a lot of, uh, I have a lot of experience with Zombie Gemini, and the only thing that's preventing me from playing Red Eye Zombie is Red Eye's Insight, because I have three zombies and zero insights. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple of cool decks in the uh, uh, within the link to the tournament that we have in there. There's like a top eight and honorable mentions link uh, that has various uh, notes. And there's the cool monarch hammer gold deck um, using the frogs and um, some soul exchanges and stuff to just get out powerful one tribute monsters. That one's pretty interesting. Um, there's a creator destiny draw deck uh, using the uh, BLS and support cards. I don't know. That was an honorable mention, right? Because that guy didn't make it to the top eight. I think so, yeah. So, yeah. That's kind of interesting. Um, of course, to get creator, you have to buy a lot of packs. So I don't think a lot of people would be trying that out. But um, it, was, it, it looks like a kind of cool deck. I wish I could try it. And there is one hazy flame deck in here as well. Um, it gets around some of my issues by running Super Rush Headlong, which is just a good card and also gets around some stuff. Um, and it has the third Heavy Knight, which I only have two. But other than that, the deck has some strengths. It, I, I don't think that this is an ideal list. Um, but anyway, that's enough on that. Um, we're going to talk about the main event that's been going on this week, and it's going to be going on for all of next week, too. It's Set Sail for the Kingdom Duelist Chronicles. Um, this is basically the event that um, it's fan service to people who love the story. So it's mostly the story of them, the main characters, going to Pe- uh, Pegasus's island to save Grandpa and Kaiba to save Mokuba. Um, and it plays a lot differently. It's it's dueling, but some have described it as Monopoly and, Mono- and Mar- Mario Party. So, um, you're basically moving on a board. <laughs> um, you're collecting dice, first of all, by dueling. That's kind of the event piece. And it's a lot fewer than you had before, so you pick up four max, I think, like, one, two to four uh, dice for dueling. And you can also pick up yeah. in, in uh, PvP, so you get two. Um, when you're when you're on the board, you roll a die, and you it's kind of weird. It's a die, and you don't get to use four, five, and six. <laughs> you get like one to three, um, and you depending on what you land, you do a certain thing. So there are certain event missions that are required. There's uh, the Vagabond, Serendulous story missions, uh, rewards, and dice. You could get extra dice too. And also things like move two spaces forward or move one space back. So it's kind of like Monopoly. Um, you also pick up a new resource called Millennium Coins. And you use these to roll a lottery. Um, 
and lottery, you can either do them singly or you could buy a set of 10. So a set of 10 would be 300 coins and you get uh, rewards like cards and other resources. Keys, gems, stuff like that. No, um, I'm pretty sure you only get keys. I've only, only get, ever only, gotten keys. <laughs> only, I got 10 gems last night, I think. That, that was uh, a golden yeah. one. Yeah, yeah I've, I've gotten a few things, but it's pretty much mostly keys. That kind of sucks. Um, and uh, you earn zone rewards. So there's five zones per uh, round. So you keep you once you finish five zones, you get to do the whole thing over again. And I think you have to complete four complete rounds to get all the rewards. And after that, they give you like five thousand gold or something, something stupid like that. But completing the first round would give you Yugi Moto as an unlockable LD, so make sure you at least complete one. You should complete four, but um, at least do one to get the character. Um, we have the whole mega thread there if you want to read more into detail. You should probably know what it is if you've played the game, but if you haven't played the game yet or want to get into the event, uh, it's all there, all the information. And speaking of the lottery, uh, the cards you get um, it's kind of fan service again. Uh, there are cards that show up a lot in the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh. They're really weak cards, um, uh, and there's there for um nostalgia purposes. That's all. That's all I could say. But there are five SRs you can get. Um, estimating it, I'd say you get like one SR every forty rolls, like every four times ten, maybe. Uh, yeah, like that. yeah, that might be right. I mean, I I have not yet done eighty. I think I've done like seventy rolls, and I've gotten one SR. So might be lower than that. Might be like one out of five, <laughs> like five ten roll ten pack, like five one out of fifty or something. Yeah, um, maybe. So have you gotten any of the new rewards? I did. I mean, I've gotten a few for going through it a couple times. I think I have a couple Kuribos now. Oh yeah, and I. And I flipped open uh, the Toon Barrel Dragon. Right. Who, um, um, people pointed out Toon Barrel Dragon is like weirdly different than um, regular Barrel Dragon. Oh, it is? Um, yeah. He, first of all, it can target spells and um, traps. And it can also uh, attack... It has to wait a turn, like other tune, like most other tunes. Yeah. Um, but it can attack without you having um, the tune kingdom or tune whatever the other one's called um, up on the field. So you can play it even without playing a tune deck. Is that meant to happen? I assume so, but it is weird. That it. Well, I think it's weird that all the tunes have. Well, not all of them, but that they have like. Different, different rules yeah. within the various tunes. I, if I were designing it, I would have all the tunes be tunes and have tunes all act in one way, and then um, have them. You know, it just makes it less confusing. But they were just introduced at different times. I think that's why this always happens. Mm. Uh, I suppose so. Uh, another award you can get is the regular Karibo. He's been showing up in the packs all the time as. Uh, Exploding Karibo or something, but it's the first time you can actually get him. And um, 
I'd say it's worse than the regular one. It just negates the damage you take, but you still your monster still gets destroyed if you get attacked. Um, but there is a combo you could use with other cards like Multiply and Detonate, and you could help clear the board. It's a bit too gimmicky, right? But I saw some people on Reddit posting about it. Yeah, I don't think that it would be... Uh, like you said, I think it's worse than Spirit Kuribo. I think there's a limited situation which is better for some monsters. You'd rather have them stay in attack mode. Um, or, sorry, attack position. Uh, but that's, like, too... Like you said, you'd rather save your monster almost all of the time than do that. And also, most monsters that see play have higher attack than defense, so it's better to put them in defense mode. So it's a very limited situation in which it's better than Sphere Kuribo, but it still might be good enough to just play if you don't have Sphere Kuribos. So, you know, that's nice. Yep. Um, Toon Barrel Dragon we just talked about. Uh, do you think the two tributes is a big deal or no? Or is it the special effect of staying on the board... Uh, better (laughs) I think that the two tribute tunes do not really see play because it's even when you're special summoning things it's a little hard to get it out and uh, tunes kind of play on this razor wire where you are running out of life and or cards and you're just trying to uh, rush down your opponent faster than they can uh, you so I don't think that it will see play in tune decks they're pretty tight as it is and uh, I did see the person who was commenting on how it operates differently than other tunes though was talking about putting it into his three star demotion deck because you can now run six barrel dragons uh, with slightly different effects between the two of them so um, you know there's some some room to play with it um, like I said, it's interesting that it gets spells and traps as well. Um, that's always nice if you're able to clear those things because sometimes you can just attack through monsters with a 2600 attacker. So uh, I could, the wait in the turn means it's probably not going to see, I mean, regular Barrel Dragon doesn't see much play um, outside of that time and before the three-star demotion nerf. I think the guy who commented on it on Reddit had a good idea, but I don't think the idea is going to become like a meta deck or anything like that. Right. And you could also get Union Attack. So this is uh, a bit of a way of Konami making amends. They're giving back really good cards that you can get uh, pr- prior from uh, roaming duelist farming. So there were people who were left without Union Attack or they joined the game late or something. Um, now you can actually get Union Attack, so... Yeah. Kid Moto 2, right? Not Kid that too much... Mo- that's from the rank... That's from the Season Rewards, right? Oh, Season Rewards. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. The same same thing of them uh, listening to us and giving us good cards again. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about the good and the bad of the event. Um... Uh, good. No farming and ease of play. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just... I, I don't think they like us farming. Uh, we've seen them making it 
a little bit hard for us to do so. Um, we've heard rumors that they lower uh, drop rates and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, no idea if that's true, but I assume they don't like us farming. They've indicated they don't like us farming. But when they have these uh, events where the legendary duelists will have to drop the stuff, and especially if it's uh, a roaming legendary duelist, so you have limited op uh, chances to have them drop it, then it just feels bad to not farm. You want to maximize your chances. And so by creating this new system where it does not encourage you to farm, we're kind of all, um, I don't know, all of our um, motivations are aligned better this way. And right. they're not kind of making us do a thing they don't want us to do. And also farming can be kind of tedious and boring. It's not playing the game in the fun way that the game is meant to be played. Um, it's, I mean, as the name would imply, it's doing work so that you can get a reward. And so I kind of like that they're doing it this way. Um, the ease-to-play aspect is that for the most part, the duels are pretty easy. There's a couple that are a little bit tricky, especially if you're trying to get all of the extra um, rewards. Yeah. yeah, the extra coins for doing the missions. Um, but for the most part, they're all pretty easy. Yeah, you just make like a change to your deck. Like for the last Pegasus, you just put like Divine Wrath or uh, Ultimate Providence. And then you win the game, pretty much, <laughs> with whatever deck you're using. Mm. Um, and no, you, you mentioned there's no game-breaking cards. The, the rewards we mentioned aren't too good. Yeah, I, you can see this as both a positive and a negative, and I kind of actually threw it into both. Yeah. Um, but they're not giving us any really good cards. And the positive side of that is that you aren't forced to do this event to get anything that... Uh, is going to shape the meta. You um, you don't feel like you have to rush through the event to get these cards that will shape the meta. Um, it, some would say that giving like a really powerful card, like when they gave us Relinquished, is kind of the classic example, is a little bit of a lazy design where you want to shake up the meta. So what you do is you give them one broken card um, from this event. And so there's a couple ways in which not giving us any broken cards from the event is a positive. Um, I would have liked it if they gave us fewer bad cards. Um, yeah. If instead they gave us maybe gems would be my preference. Uh, but there's benefits to them also not giving us uh, just broken cards. Yeah, we, we, need, um, we need 10 Celtic Guardians and... Mammoth graveyards for, for things. To fuse yes. with living arrows. I, <laughs> I have so many of that one clown that... Oh, Yasaki. Yeah. That's the, that's the last card Kaiba played before he loses his soul. He just plays well, it for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I always thought it was weird that he played it because it was so much worse than like anything <laughs> else in his deck. No, he, he plays it because he has to multiply the 600 attack with a negative energy card in his first duel of Yugi. Right, he makes it eighteen hundred, and that was unstoppable. It destroys everything as a as a destruction montage. <laughs> That's how good it was. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, let's talk about the that 
the, there was a really big deal where um, people were saying, oh, if you land on a friend's space, you get extra coins. And this was believed to be the case for the longest time, but we found that uh, about two to three days later, you get uh, extra dice pieces instead of the coins. Uh, I wonder why it took so long to, to talk about that issue. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's just Reddit being silly because I never even thought that it was giving us coins. Like I, I, just land, land, I never landed on any spaces. <laughs> I landed on a friend's space and I got some dice. I was like, cool. Oh. I guess we get dice for landing on a friend's space. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But there were a couple other issues as well. Yeah. Um, it's been fairly time-consuming, right? Collect- I think collecting... Well, you duel people all the time, so I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like collecting the dice is a bit of a chore. Uh, I kind of actually feel the opposite, because like you said, I uh, do a lot of auto-dueling kind of just throughout the day. So I get all the dice, but it's harder for me to use them, and it takes longer for me to use them than it would like a gate event where right. I'm using 40 at a time and I can just queue it up, queue it up, queue it up. This one, I have to roll the dice, which has a little animation, and then there's a little conversation that I have to skip through, and then there's right. this all. And sometimes in the battle, you need to have like a slightly different deck or a special deck. And, um, and oh, God forbid that you have to switch characters to get to that other deck that you want to use. Yeah, because yeah. That, then you have to like go through it all again for some reason. Um, so I think that there's a little bit of clunkiness there, which probably for like the average player is nothing. And then for people like me who are just trying to grind it out, um, first of all, they don't care if we're slightly annoyed because they're trying to slow us down um, with this type of event. But second of all, they're just like, suck it up. I'm pretty sure that they don't care if we're complaining that we're slightly annoyed that we have to spend a half second longer going through stuff. But I would have liked it if it were a little bit, if it were all just a little bit cleaner and tighter in that sense. Let's talk about another thing that you didn't mention. There are certain scenes that are censored or they don't tell you everything that happens. (laughs) And if you're new, if you never watch the show, you'll be so lost. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I accidentally skipped the last scene. I mean, I remember what happened, but um, I could just kind of, I quickly, because I thought it was going to be the same ones that I'd already seen. And so I'm like watching it quickly go through all the stuff. And then it's like, oh, everyone's friends now. And they're all celebrating. Like, oh, okay. I guess something happened. Oops. But I don't, I, I guess like you said, I don't remember it super well, but I remember it well enough to generally know what happened. So yeah. I guess I wasn't lost from all of it. But if I hadn't watched um, the show, maybe I would have been. Yeah. Oh, so that's the event. Um, are you done with all four rounds here? Or... Uh, I don't know. Let's see. I'm almost done with the third one. How do you check? It's in the rewards. It'll tell you how far along you are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm not done yet. And I've done two and a little bit rounds. Yeah. So, and it goes through round five. Oh, five of us. Okay. At the end of four is your last card reward, which is a tune barrel dragon, and then at the end, throughout five, you get kind of gems, kind of and uh, various things, jewels, orbs, and stuff. 
And then after five is when you only get uh, gold and it's only for going through the final zone. So after five, you might as well probably just stop. stop. Yeah. So we still have a bit to do for this event, but it goes till the 11th, so there's still nine more days to do it. So plenty of time. Um, all right. Let's talk new cards. There's a new set out this week called Echoes of Silence, and we're going to talk about some of the cards. Uh, first of all is the Silent Magician Package, and not all of these cards have to be in the deck. Uh, I'll talk about that, but Silent Magician Level 8, Silent Magician Level 4, Alchemist of Black Spells, Spell Power Grasp, Level Up, Level Modulation. Um... I think the ideal... I'm not sure if this is the ideal deck, but they meant for you to have all these cards in the same deck. Um, and basically, it's going to be a new archetype, I think, just from the power level we've seen of it so far. Um, and it's the reason why you would buy the set multiple times. This, the set has a lot of useful cards, but if you don't want to play Silent Magician, you could just buy it for the cards you want. Um, Silent Magician... Level 8 has 3,500 attack and it's immune to spells. And um, it gets... Basically, it's like a ramp deck, right? It, it, you can get the Silent Magician level 4, play level up, and then you have Silent Magician level 8 right away. Um, yeah. It's notable that you could still use Super Rush Headlong and Traps, but things that specifically target it wouldn't work. Right. Yeah. And... The version I played does not have Alchemist of Black Spells, Spell Power Grasp, or Level Modulation. It just has the regular ones, the, the two Silent Magicians, Level Up. Level Up's the key card. I ran a Silent Burning, but then I took it out. Um, and the card I was mentioning that you need three of from Electric Overload is the Herald of Creation. And this is an 1800 attack monster which lets you bring a level of 7 or higher monster back from the graveyard. So, mm. Silent Magician level 8 is higher than 7, so... Um, you might say he's 8. He's 8, yeah. <laughs> Not level 7. It's a 7 star or higher, so... She, yeah, but I think she's the, 8 star, yeah. I think the levels match the stars. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you play it as just uh, Silent Magician level 4, level up, Silent Magician level 8. And That's the game. <laughs> level 8 is super strong uh, for all those reasons you just said. So obviously you can normal summon level 4 and then level up them that turn. Level up pulls from the hand or deck. Yeah. So uh, you don't need to wait for it to get in your hand. And there's no waiting like a turn to attack or anything, you just play it and you can go face on that turn. So uh, I think it's super powerful and you probably want to run two maybe, but I don't think you have to. I think you can just run one. Uh, I mean, you were just talking about how you ran one, but you had something to get it back. Yeah. Um, I think you might be able to just play a deck with just one, but Maybe if you're devoting seven slots, you might as well devote eight and have another option. So I'm not sure if you need to buy the set through twice to get uh, yeah. what you need for it. I think you might be able to do it with just once, but I'm still waiting on my level eight, so I haven't been able to test that theory yet. And of course, I have the card from Electric Overload, so I don't know if you can do it without that card. Like, if you can just have one and it dies and that's the game. Like, you can't get it back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would probably have... 
other decent stuff in the deck as well. I I think you can either do it like as a combo deck where it's all designed around getting it out as fast as possible, or you can just play it as good cards. Um, the oh, yeah, Silent Edition yeah. level four is pretty, pretty decent. Like yeah. it's it's a solid card on its own. Um, it's not going to break the game, but or define it. If it weren't for level eight, you wouldn't play level four. But level four is fine to play on its own. In like a Power of the Dark deck or something. Yeah, I mean, I would probably do restart so that I have the maximum chances of getting level four and the level up, or maybe balance yeah. for the same reason. I used but to uh, but it's you know, I think you could still play other good cards as well. You don't have to go all in on this combo. I forgot to mention my version or. The, the version I copied from Decade has uh, Dark Flare. Because mm-hmm. you run... That makes sense. Um, he, well, he has three Karibos. I only have one, so I put some other junk in there. But there are Light Monsters. Uh, all the Silent Magicians and the Herald of Creation are both Light Monsters. And then you put a few Dark Monsters, and then you get Dark Flare. So that's pretty good. All right. Cool. We're talking about Vortex Trooper. It, it has zero attack. But once you summon it, you get to draw two cards, and then when it gets destroyed, you draw another card. Um, do you think this card has... Like, they, they talk about a, there's a combo where you could give it to your opponent and you destroy it. Uh, do you think that's worth doing, or do you think it's just like a... Like, it, it's not worth running those cards, right? If your goal is to draw cards. Yeah, I don't think that that's the best play. Um, that is a little bit of a convoluted way of dealing damage to your opponent when you can instead just maybe destroy their monster and attack directly. Um, but it does let you, by its effect, it lets you um, filter your deck so that you have a better chance of getting to your combo. So that's a fun like gimmick that kind of fuels itself. But I do think it's still a gimmick that I don't think is the strongest play. But otherwise, not re- disregarding the gimmick, this card's really good for just drawing cards and farming, right? Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think it's a decent card. Uh, leaving zero attack up is always pretty risky. You might want to have like a defender of some sort, like some Kuribos or Windstorm or something to protect it so you don't take all that face damage. Um, or you might just be willing to tank one attack uh, because that's usually only going to be like max half of your life points, so you think you can do it. But I do think that it's a really good card for that. Um, maybe it's good enough for the uh, Exodia decks that are trying to you know get through their decks. So there's some, you know, there's something there. Yep. All right, we're going to talk about the best card ever now, and this is <laughs> Green Kappa. <laughs> You know, this card wouldn't have been... No- this card's been around forever, and it's been in the Legacy of... No, the Power of Chaos trilogy I played, and I had this card, too. Yeah, I never made a big deal about it until Twitch came along, you know? It's just... Green Kappa. Anyways, it's a flip effect, and it destroys two face-up... No, two set spells or traps, so it must destroy two cards. That's its stipulation. Right. I don't know what happens, do you know what happens if you target two and then they uh, respond by activating one? Does it fizzle or does it kill the one? I feel like it, I feel like you can't counter it, right? It's a flip effect, right? 
No, I don't think you can. Oh, oh, I see. You can't activate uh, a card in response to a flip effect? That's a good question. Uh, has there ever been a card like this so far that destroys a spell on a flip effect? Uh, I feel like there has Probably, been. but I don't. I can't think of any. I don't know. This would be very easy to test. Oh, so there, there are things like um, Twin Barrel Dragon. That's not a flip effect, though. No. It's a little slower, That's... yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys. We don't have the answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> and just to clarify, the for those who aren't initiated, uh, Kappa is a Twitch emote, and so he's... It's the face. It's like a gray face. You've probably yes. seen that before. Yeah. The Kappa face. <laughs> so he's he's in love with Green Kappa for its name. Yeah, I pretty much replaced it with. I, well, I use it outside of the sarcasm things. I just put it in the end of the sentence. So, yeah. Let me see if I'm trying to I'm trying to figure this thing out. Nope, the page doesn't say counter. Okay, so I have no idea. Um. So we don't know if you can activate something in response to Green Kappa. Um, but let's think about it. Like, are you thinking about a trap card like Mirror Wall or something? Or like Enemy Controller? Well, yeah, Enemy Controller would be a better example. I'm thinking of a card that when it activates, it has its effect that could resolve uh, prior to the flip effect um, resolving. And then the question is, at that point... Are there two, still two targets for the flip effect, or is there just one? And if there's just one, what happens? Yeah. Um, no one's talking about it on Reddit, so we won't know. Um, <laughs> you have the card, though, right? So maybe you could find that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll report back. <laughs> yeah. Another card that's pretty good is Emergency Provisions, and this is a quick play spell. Um, basically, you, you quick play it, and you could destroy as many spells and traps you control, and then you could gain a 1,000 life points for each one. Um, I'd say this is better than Storm, right? In most cases. Well, I mean, it depends on what you want to do. So, Because Storm obviously clears their stuff, and this doesn't clear their stuff, so... If oh, you're trying shit. to destroy spells and traps, then it's worse than Storm, um, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> but it is better if you're just trying to destroy your own stuff, um, which sometimes you are, uh, especially in like maybe farming or um, there's some cards that have their own that have effects from destroying your own stuff. But this is actually an important distinction. It says send, not destroy. So it is. Um, it doesn't activate things like Wild Tornado. It activates things like Big Bang Shot that say when this leaves the field or something like that. Um, so I think it's probably not quite as strong in that sense. Uh, we already have Harpy's Feather. Or what's it called? Griffin. Griffin. Yeah, Harpy's Feather Dust was the OP one. <laughs> yeah. uh, Griffin Feather Duster, uh, which is similar. I, I think it heals like 700 instead of 1,000 or something like that. Uh, and that one sees no play. So one reason why this is different is that it has more life, 
and it's a quick play, so you can always just um, activate a card and then activate this while that card's uh, activation's on the stack, like an enemy controller or whatever. And uh, as we were just talking about with Green Kappa, destroying it doesn't negate it. So you still get your effect, and it's essentially just a at least uh, one card gain 1,000 life, which sees some play in some decks. So uh, in that sense, it's kind of like free life. You can just activate one or two of your other cards and then activate this and gain one or 2,000 life. And, you know, that might be worth playing just there um, in a specific deck. But I don't think this is like something that you would just generally play. And I like how Emergency Provisions is crackers. That's like there. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, there's two spells that uh, add 400 attack or and minus 200 defense, uh, depending on attribute. It's Umiruka, which is the water one, and then Rising Air Current for wind. Uh, currently, there are... I think all the other ones are out, right? All the other attributes fields? Uh, Next, Mystic Plasma one's not out. There's okay. Luminous Spark. There's the fire one. Uh, what's the other attribute? Uh, water, wind, earth, earth, earth. The earth one's not out, right? Anyways, I don't think so. Just because we no, don't know no, what no. they are, we don't, we don't see them, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. the 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 moral of the story is that none of them works. <laughs> okay, so I looked up Green Kappa. By the way, um, okay. According to the official rules, if one of the targets is chained to the card's effect then the other target is still destroyed. Okay, so it still destroys it. If they only have one face-down card when Green Kappa is activated, so not not you activating in response, but you only have one down, uh, then the effect, then nothing happens. Okay. Uh, the effect doesn't go off. I assume um, that if you have one and your opponent has one, then you need to destroy your own as well. But that's not on this little list of interactions. Okay. So, there you, you get go. The, where do you get the rules for Green Kappa? Um, it's in the Yu-Gi-Oh! wiki. Uh, card ruling oh. Green Kappa. I, oh, just, I, I mean, I, I googled it. but <laughs> I just completely skipped over card rulings. That's where all the rules are. I just I just skipped right over it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, limit reverse. It's a really weak effect. It basically gets a special summon a one thousand attack monster from the graveyard in attack mode, and once its mode is switched, its position is switched, it gets destroyed. Once this card gets destroyed, that card gets destroyed. So, uh, it's not that useful, right? No, I don't think so. Um. You had thought of Kid Moto maybe yeah. being something yeah. cool and, and Doom Dog. Yeah. Uh, those are good options. Uh, anything that you want to die um, so that you can get the effect again seems like it might be something you'd want to do. Um, obviously, we saw it. Well, maybe not obviously if, if you guys haven't gotten there yet, but we saw it in the uh, new sets, dual school like quizzes things. Yeah. Um, so you can use it to get back the Silent Magician level 4 and then use a, a level up or something on her 
to get the level 8 one. So there's a few uses, but it would only see play in like a very specialized deck that is trying to use one of those uses. And I don't think it would be very strong in that deck either. I think you'd rather just run something else. And you already have Time Machine from Bandit Keith. It's much better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. So, yeah. you For the Magician, the Time Machine might be better. Um, you also have a couple other reanimator effects as well that can affect yeah. maybe better than this one. So, uh, like you said, I don't think it's very good. Nope. And of course I have one already, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright, let's talk about some of the rares. Gemini Lancer. 2,000... Oh, 1,800 attack. And if you use the Gemini ability, it has piercing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the important part is that it's a water. Because that's where you got the 2,000, is if you have the Mythic Depth and the Yumi on the field. 2,000 attacker with possibly uh, piercing... Uh, Mako has a lot of good tools, um, so I'm not sure if this would end up seeing play, but it's definitely a good option uh, to consider because it's just a strong guy with a decent effect. Yeah, no, and you could bring in Gemini effects, but there isn't like another Gemini water monster right now that's worth running, I think, to, to make it all work, but it's just a good card to have so far. Uh, Deep Diver. This is a bit of a monster tutor version of Cat of Ill Omen, so you get to pick a monster and put it on the top of your deck. Pretty good card. Yeah, yeah. except that it's when the Deep Diver dies instead of um, the Cat of Ill Omen's a flip effect, I think. So it's slightly weaker in that sense, but um, you might want dragons, or sorry, you might want monsters better than you want traps. Uh a couple examples included, I saw people talking about playing this in Exodia decks, which seems cool. You can search out the head, which is kind of the one that always gives you trouble. And um, oh, I also... That's a spellcaster, right? The divers? The oh, head. oh, no, the head is, yeah. Yeah, okay. Does they all are, no, never mind. Yeah. Does that matter? Does Deep Diver need you to get a... Did I miss something on it? I don't know why you mentioned the head instead of the other body parts. Oh, because the other ones you can get more easily through uh, certain effects like the, the, whatever we called it last week, the blue dragon summoner guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the fiend jester, they both allow you to get normal spellcasters. Oh, he's not so, normal, yeah. Yeah, he's an effect monster. Okay, That's why the head's special. Okay, got it. Uh, it also, I have the deep diver in my frost flame dragon deck um i ended up getting two of the frost and flame dragons on uh, buzzer beater by the way the very <laughs> last um <laughs> i got them both on the last day and i got the uh the second one on my very last farm so that was exciting but with only two i think that every once in a while i like to use the deep diver to find my frost and flame when i'm trying to go off with it and also the deck has like a couple just tech cards in it, and uh, it helps that I can kind of use it as a toolkit type thing. So there's some interesting uses. I don't know if it will end up making the cut. Neither Exodia nor Frost and Flame is really like shaping the meta, um, at least where I am seeing it uh, substantially. So you know maybe this guy doesn't end up seeing play, but it's a it's definitely a good tool to always be aware of whenever you're 
thinking of tutor effects, um, or whenever you see tutor effects, you should be mindful of them because they're generally very powerful and they tend to, at some point in the game, see some play and maybe get broken. Yep. Uh, United Front, Counter Trap. Whenever a trap is activated... Wait, is this the right one? Whenever when a trap is... Trap card is activated and you no, control no. two... Sorry. You, uh, it's the Unified Front. There's United Front and oh there's Unified God. Front. Yeah. You're kidding me. <laughs> You gotta be kidding me. Okay. Yeah, this is the one that looks like it. It's a regular trap card. Discard one monster and target one face of monster on the field. Its attack and defense become the discarded monster's attack and defense until the end of the turn. Monsters you control cannot attack directly during the turn you activate this card. There we go. Found what we need to find. So, um, I like this card because it's both Excuse me, it's both a buff and a debuff, which is pretty cool. Um, you can That is to say, you can use it on your guys to obviously make them bigger, or you can use them on your opponent's guys to make them uh, smaller, either when they're attacking into you or when you are attacking over them. So um, there's some cool, interesting interactions there. Um, you had mentioned that there's some cool activations for graveyard effects. Um, right. You have the Phoenix here, but I'm not sure if that's actually true. Let me... If you, does it say destroy? Phoenix is um, weird because it's, you have to destroy the Phoenix, and not all cards that send things to graveyards count as destroy. So this is discard. Yeah. Yeah, so that one does not count. Because of uh, because I've been playing a little bit more Phoenix, um, trying to make it work in some stuff, and it's a little bit weird. Discarding does not count as destroying. So Kidmoto, no, well, you don't want to discard a Kidmoto. No attack. <laughs> well, you could you could use Kidmoto to to weaken their. I mean, it would just be oh, like yeah. yeah, they have like a hundred like attack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can use it, like, if they're attacking to one of your things, maybe, or to protect yourself um, and to kind of set up some tempo. I don't know. There's some decent effects, and there's uh, both that activate on discarding and that just want things to be in your graveyard. So um, I think there's definitely... It's an interesting card that might see some play. Speaking of cards that see play, Slushy, it's... When this card is normal summoned, you can spend one slushy from your deck to your graveyard. If you have three copies of slushy total, either banished or in your graveyard, combined, you can banish them and and banish them from your graveyard to target one level five or higher sea serpent in your graveyard. Special summon that target. You can use the special summoning effect of slushy once per turn. Yeah. Uh, so this card's interesting um it has a very like niche and narrow effect but um i always love reanimator cards and uh this was another one that was kind of in the the dual school training things with the spiral serpent yeah so i i actually saw on reddit a turbo spiral serpent deck that Probably isn't going to be tier one, but I loved it. 
ran. I thought it was only for Daedalus. <laughs> it ran it Screech, our friend Screech, to put yeah. the slushies into the graveyard and then uh, and the serpent. And then you have a 2900 attack beater and it's similar to Blue Eyes in that you can use Champion's Vigilance and stuff, but oh, wow. um, it's it's cool, but um, you might as well just run Blue Eyes and have Kaiba Man and stuff, it seems. So I don't know if uh, activating graveyard effects is... I mean, it gives you a little bit of, um, I guess, resilience in that you have the multiple slushies to bring back this the spiral serpent a few times or to bring back more than one but i don't think that that's going to be the next move in uh in duel links i'm looking at the trivia for spiral serpent and this card and ocean dragon lord neo daedalus are tied for having the highest attack of any sea serpent monster but this one has the highest defense of all sea serpents <laughs> wow there you go uh, yeah, the Daedalus is obviously better in that it can clear the board and stuff. Um, but the sea, the Spiral Serpent lets you uh, run the Champion's Vigilance. So there's benefits to both. Yep. And it's a normal monster, so you can do whatever you want with those normal effects, maybe. <laughs> yeah, there's some effects there. I, I noted, you know, whenever you're talking about putting water or fire or wind or earth things into the graveyard, even fire now with, with uh, the hazy. Uh, there's always like some card that has interactions with it. So whenever I'm building a deck that wants me to put water monsters into my graveyard, one of my thoughts is, well, does frost and flame work in here? Yeah. It might, um, it needs two water and one fire. So it's easier to squeeze it into a water deck than a fire deck. So that's another yeah. thing that might work. Finally, dark blade and Gagaggio. Dark Blade to 1800 attack. Dark Warrior, Gagagio's an 1850 reptile. They're both beaters with different abilities. Gagagio's pretty much power creep over the uh, Blazing and Pachi, except it's a different type and attribute. But they're pretty useful. I've seen Dark Blade in some uh, Necrofear decks. Um, being a warrior, I don't know what effect you could use. There's a lot of warrior cards that came out not that long ago. Yeah. And uh, Gagaggio, of course, is water type. It's, um, yeah, it's kind of important. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it can get the boosts from Yumi and stuff. Uh, Basically yeah. OP. It's a new <laughs> it's a new frontline beater. It's rare. Yeah. That's normal, right? Yeah. It's rare. Yeah. Uh, it's rare. rare. It's rare, yeah, I think. All right. But anyway, it's just a, a strong attacker that you can just play... Um, pretty much anyone who buys through any moderate portion of the new set will get a couple, and it's just really solid. Yep. So overall, yeah, the set's yeah. decent, right, I'd say? Yeah. I think um, there's a couple cards like Gagagio and um, like the Dark Blade that are just really solid for people who have limited collections. Um, there's a couple cards that have very specific usages, but which are pretty solid for them. And it's a small box, so it's only 80 packs. And I think, like we were talking about, one of the best things about this set to me is that you can 
play it like you can build almost anything that this deck want or that this set wants you to build having only bought through the set once or twice um, because the super rares I mean maybe emergency provisions if you're building a deck around it you want another one uh, definitely spell power to grasp if you are building a deck around that you want three that's kind of like the exception to what I'm saying but for the most part you can do almost anything that this set is encouraging by buying it through only once, which made me really happy. Um, by the spell or silent magician uh, tutoring out the silent magician level eight, it means you can build a silent magician deck with only one and yep. just find it. And so that means that you can buy this set through one time and be able to at least play at a moderate level anything that this set encourages um aside from spell power grasp the super rares the other super rares and ultra rares don't require you to have multiples either so um that's what really got me excited about the set there's some solid rares and neutrals and some interesting stuff going on but also they've designed it and built it so that you only need to buy it through once or um maybe once and a half uh, to get two Silent Magicians before you can really play with everything in the set. So um, it's kind of a budget set in that sense, both because of the low, the powerful stuff on the low end and also because uh, the way that the overall set design and the cards chosen for it don't require you to buy it through multiple times. Yep, we like the set a lot. <laughs> um, all right, so that's enough of that. We're going to talk about the new ranked season now. Um, it kicked off the day before, and we were sent two tiers below, I think. Or I'm not sure exactly how far we were sent, but we were sent more than we should have, and we only got 50 yeah. gems for it. Yeah, It was... Uh, the way they measured, I guess, is they said it was 10 uh, ranks, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, And that's two tiers. I think, it, I think every tier counts as five. Right? Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, Except for Legend. Ten spaces below, then. So Legend, you only have three, right? Uh, maybe. I didn't notice. If I was that close to King of Games last month, I should have tried for it. <laughs> Oops. I think so, right? Legend Probably. is only three. Yeah. Because that used to be the one for Platinum, and then they right. made Platinum five. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes, yeah, so you're one off. Whoops. Yeah. Oh, um, it's important to know that you can't redeem your card rewards, the new card rewards from your past season tickets. So, you can't get the red eyes insight now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and again, Konami's trying to make amends by giving out some of the rewards from past legendary duelist uh, RNG, farming RNG, and these include red eyes insight, red eyes spirit. Reign of Mercy, Kenmoto Dragon, and if you wanted them, Lava Dragon, and Dangerous Machine Type 6. You don't want them, friends. You don't want the, those the last, last The last two, yeah. I don't know how oh. anyone would want a Lava Dragon. You'd get, like, yeah. so many of those. Um, your, you missed one because it was on the next page on our show notes. The Neo Parseth is back as well. Or, sorry, oh, that, 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 was never, that was never offered, yeah. Right, yeah, that's a new one. Okay, I see. 
that's a different different intro. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. So so now we got two other cards that are new, and the first one is Neo Parshaft, the Sky Paladin, twenty three hundred attack, seven stars. You can special summon this card by tributing one Air Knight Parshaft. If this card attacks a defense monster, inflict piercing. When this card does battle damage to your opponent, draw a card. While Sanctuary in the Sky is on the field and your life points are higher than your opponent's, this card gains attack and defense equal to the difference in life points. Yeah, um, you guys know that I like Air Knight Parshaf, uh probably more than the general Duel Links community does. Um, but I don't think that this guy is particularly worth it. Uh, it's a lot of setup to make yep. him like really good. And I think that either way, he's it's still the original and this one is too weak and too slow in the current meta in which you're going to be seeing a lot of 2400 attack guys being put out for free. Um, so you would need it to have all of the uh, setup for it to even be playable in this current meta, and I don't think it's worth it um, in that sense. Another card, which is just an N, I believe, is Hashiningen, and it's a card that gives all of all light monsters 500 attack and minus 400 defense, I believe. It's like Starboy, but uh, it's a water type. I mean, it's a light type. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh no! Wait. It it increases the attack of all light monsters by five hundred, and it decreases the attack of dark monsters by four hundred. Okay. There you go. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. That's cool. Um, it's a decent I think, end to get. Yeah. 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 I think it's a nice one to pull. You might want it. It doesn't have the um, the free summon mechanic like uh, the water, like Starboy has, because Starboy is only good because you can get it out for free with Hammer Shark. Um, otherwise, it's too weak, like on its own, um, to really see play. It never saw play before Hammer Shark. But I don't know. We, there might be ways that you can cheat out the light version as well, or it might just come in time. Um, there's, it's, there's not that many great... Um, and options anyway, especially since you already have infinite copies of the ones that they get from standard duelist drops and stuff. So uh, it's a definitely something I'm going to be picking up. I think there's a card that special summons fairies, right? Like the court, something court or something. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah it's a continuous spell. There you go. You've already broken the meta. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about some events that are coming up pretty quickly. Um, these were mentioned in the beginning of uh, the month, so these will be coming this month and also some next month. There's going to be a new um, special Legendary Duelist, and this is kind of like the Super Joey Elegant My thing, but we think it's going to be Rex Raptor because he says he's going to be trampling people, so pretty yeah. sure it's Rex Raptor. Um Thanks to some data mines, we kind of know what kind of cards he's going to give us. Um, at least one. We might get one of these right. Uh, we have Carboneddin, which is a card that it has a lot of abilities. It could gain attack when attacking a fire monster, but its most notable ability is when it's in the graveyard, you can special summon a level 7 or 
higher or lower, low sun or lower dragon onto the field, and that's probably Red Eyes. But there's already Red Eyes Spirit, so it's kind of like a fourth Red Eyes Spirit, I guess. <laughs> that's kind of what it does. Um, Dark Triceratops is a 2400 attack monster with piercing damage, uh, with just one tribute, so that's another card. Mm-hmm. And Tyranno Infinity. Which um, it gains a thousand attack for each banished dinosaur. What do you, what do you think about these cards? Uh, the Carboneddon seems like it might actually be something he uses against us because you you know that he liked the uh, the red eyes. He spent all his uh, all his <laughs> allowance money on it. <laughs> uh, so like it would kind of be on theme for him to be running both. Uh, but maybe we get it as well. The Dark Triceratops is good, but it seems like it might not be good enough. Uh, you... I mean, like you mentioned, uh, dinos aren't really meta anymore. But maybe a slightly different type of dinos comes out uh, with 2,400 attack, and uh, you have the Dino Kingdom. It can stand up to Red Eyes, uh, even win against Red Eyes sometimes, as long as they don't have multiples and beatdown or something like that. So uh, this puts it in contention, it, and it might be actually good enough to play, but it's definitely a different type of dinos than was previously used, because in the past... It, almost entirely be uh, four-star monsters. And so um, I could see this being something a little interesting, uh, but like I said, it's it's a little bit different, so it's hard to conceive exactly how that list would look. Would it just be um, playing like normal Yu-Gi-Oh, where you're summoning guys, and then the next turn you're tributing? Because that seems like that's a little bit too slow if you're not cheating out things right. somehow, yeah. you're not going to keep up in this meta. So Dinosaurs have a way of doing that, right? Like some kind of egg. I feel like yeah, or an evolution they... pill or some big evolution pill. Right. Yeah, yeah. they have the, a couple things that let them do that. I think the big evolution pill is a good example. Um, so maybe that's how they do it. I'm not sure. But that card hasn't seen any play yet either, so... The question is, was that card waiting for this card, or is it just yes. not good enough? And then the last one, the Tyranno Infinity, I don't see how It's kind of like the Chaos Necromancer. It. It's kind of like yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, it seems like the dinos don't really do much stuff that's removing things from the graveyard, or that's banishing things, so uh, I don't think this one's going to see much play. And it has zero defense, so you could just like flip it, kill of anything. So, yep. But these are just uh, cards we saw in the data mine, and he could just have some other dinosaur. But maybe we have one of these. I think the Dark Triceratops is a card. It seems like a, a card that they would want people to include and try to make good. It seems like yeah. the kind of card. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that event is coming up this month. It's probably right after this event ends. So it's gonna be the next thing up. Um, after that is the Mysterious Tower event. And there's not much said about this, except you get to face new enemies. New enemies lurk inside. 
And there's two possibilities this could be based on storylines, and we're still in the regular Yu-Gi-Oh! world. Regular Yu-Gi-Oh! I mean the first five seasons of the show. Um, Alcatraz, which is the virtual reality arc uh, where Kaiba's um, stepbrother Noah, the Big Five, and Gozaburo Kaiba. Um, this arc featured Dungeon Master duels. Do you know what that is? I, I know you stopped watching the show. Yeah, I don't. It sounds kind of familiar, but no, not. It's like they have, that. they have a like a dark magician is going to come out of his deck, and he's going to have a special field effect or something, or you could use his ability once in the game, but he can't. And if you put him in the field, he and he dies, you lose the duel or something. So it's like a, it's like hmm. an extra guy who's like your, like Joey yeah, is flame like swordsman or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It sounds familiar. I, I must have caught. An episode or saw a highlight or something of that, because that sounds totally familiar. Right. And another thing it could be is darts and the Orichalcos. They they kind of had like a lair, but um, there's a lot of weird stuff going on that season. And <laughs> it, it couldn't really go in as cards. Like Valen, for example, all his cards were armor. So he basically became like uh, Robo um, Superman or not, not Superman. What's the like a, like a Tron? Yeah, like a, oh, okay. like a Tron. Like the pieces all fit on his body or something. And you can't make that as a card, so it seems kind of weird. And Seal of Orcalcos would be OP, so I don't know. That event's coming up, whatever that is. And then finally, the last thing... Oh, there's another event. There, um, Let's talk about the, the, the October event first, because that's less of a big deal. In, in okay. October, um, Bones is most likely going to come. This is kind of like a Halloween theme thing, and we've heard a lot of suggestions about it. But uh, Bones is probably going to be a—I'd say he's probably going to be a roaming duelist. I don't think we can use him. Maybe we can, but he's probably going to give us Call of the Haunted, which is a reanimator card, and also other zombie cards. Yeah, um, Bones, of course. This is actually a little bit of the lore that I know because this is from the season that I watched. Uh, he was one of uh, Band and Keith's little crony friend guys, right? <laughs> yeah, he was. He was the one who dueled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I remember, you know, his face looks like a skull. Uh, he was a one of the cool baddies, I guess. I don't know. Um, I think he was only in like that one duel. Um, I I think he's probably had cameos in other episodes, but I don't remember him being important outside of that episode. So. He got um, he got killed by Bakura later he on. Got killed by Bakura. Okay. Bakura uh, took um took all his locator cards at once. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, not like actually killed, not bandit keys. He, he sent he sent him to the Shadow Realm though. Gotcha. I don't think okay. he ever came back, so he might have killed him. Yeah. Okay, he's gone forever. Well, anyway, uh, all of that was to say that he's not a like major character, so it, it makes sense for him to kind of be a temporary. Uh, maybe roaming duelist or maybe special type of event where you go to the uh, the graveyard or something for some special Halloween event. Yeah, I'd say it's on the same level as the Paradox Brothers, so we don't we we, we don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, we don't know. Um, the last thing we're going to talk about is the massive update. This is pretty big news. Uh, the game is probably going to update to version two. We're in version one point nine right now. And they say it's going to bring a new world, new characters, new missions, and special login bonuses. And based on data mines, 
It's going to be Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, which is the second series after the original series, a.k.a. the best series. But um, <laughs> this this introduces some new questions that I have. Like, can you use duelists across the worlds? Like, can you bring Kaiba into GX? Um, you know, are they kind of like special dialogue and stuff like that? Are there going to be ongoing events in both worlds? And are there going to be new standard duelists? <laughs> that that last one's really important to you, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and Yu-Gi-Oh! GX is basically a duel academy. That's what it's based on. And Kaiba opened up a dueling school, and the characters are in the school, from what I know of the show. Mm. And this happens after um, the show, so like Yu-Gi's probably like 20 or something. <laughs> when Yugi's, these guys come out. Yugi's an old man of yeah. 20. <laughs> yeah, I, I assume he's like 20. Um, and they they don't have a new summoning mechanic, so it's good that it's not going to be... There's not going to be synchros or something, like something too complicated right away. And it's going to focus on fusions. So I don't know if this means more cards in the extra deck than five, because we're limited to five right now. So it's possible the extra deck will expand... And there's also a focus on elemental hero cards. Um, I don't know anything about them, but they're kind of like superheroes. Um, and, and talking about fusion, it might be a good idea to try to get some of the fusion cards, like fusion gate, fusion substitute, and also fusion material monsters. Yeah, if you've got some kind of resources to spare on it, um, seems like a good move. Do you think it's like time that this showed up? I know, I know you're you only know I only well I honestly only know about the first series too. I know a little bit more about you, just like marginally, but we're both of the old class. Um, do you think it's time? Like, has the game been long enough that it's time for the second part? This game has been going at a breakneck breakneck speed, like since we started it. So. Right. Um, maybe it's time in terms of how much they have put out, but it seems really early in terms of how long the game has been available. So this change is slated to happen when the uh, game has... Mid, yeah. Late September, I think. Right, yeah. So the game will have been out for less than a year at that point. Um, I don't know when it came out in the first country, which it's I like assume... Late, late January here, right? Yeah, it came out in January here because it was right around my birthday. Um, thank you, Konami, for this wonderful <laughs> birthday gift. Uh, but I, I know it was out in a couple countries before us. I don't know when the very first country, which was probably Japan, or maybe it was a small test area. Um, but I don't know when they, the very first people to get it came out. But in any event, it is around and probably less than a year old for almost all the people playing it. And um, that's pretty crazy to me that we're adding a new world within a year. Um, It's not like it's just an expansion uh, because we've had several of those types of things. Um, I think that adding the one new world in which there's no extra uh, special summoning method is a good call because it yeah. means that it's a much smaller change than it could have been. Um, but like, it's not going to 
hopefully, and it seems like it's not going to change the central game mechanics very much. So I think it works in that sense, and it could just be seen as like a supersized expansion, but it does seem super soon. Yeah, speaking of storyline things, uh, they barely covered the season three, no, season four and five of the show, of the first season. Like, all that dark stuff. And uh, we don't even know if we're going to see him, honestly. So, it's like a lot of the stuff from the first series is still left over. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think that they've done... I think they've hit all the highlights well enough. Yeah. Um, they have all almost all the characters that I know and, like, am familiar with and kind of wanted to see. And um, it's not... I'm playing this game because it's fun, and the nostalgia aspect was good for starting to get me into it, but most of the cards that we're using are not cards that I previously used or anything like that, so I'm not terribly concerned with them breaking nostalgia in that sense, and maybe the GX brings in more people who have a different nostalgia set than I do, so that's cool, but I, I remain concerned about the pace of this game. Um, and adding a, a major new world, depending on how big this expansion is, is kind of just another example of that. Yeah, it, it's going to be confusing when there's going to be two events going on in both. Or, like, I don't know if they're going to abandon this one. It's it's going to be tough to say. Yeah, uh, either one of those options would be really weird to me. So we'll, we'll see what they do. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, I'm sure some people are really happy uh, people who are typically like a little younger than us, who, um, or people who just played Yu-Gi-Oh forever and never stopped, they're probably really happy about it. So, um, yeah, it's coming. Just, just, just know to expect it later this month. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna wrap it up today. Um, we're gonna give a shout out to Doug Diamond Duel of the Yu-Gi-Oh Yu-Gi-Oh Deck Talk podcast. He, uh, he did an interview with us. Um, We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, sure. He, um, on his, for his podcast, he has a website as well. Um, I think it's also a WordPress one. We'll, we will grab the URL and throw it into the show notes as well. Uh, but for his website, he did a little piece where he kind of uh, sent us some questions and we did a little back and forth on uh, an interview, which is kind of cool. Never before been interviewed. First time, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so um, that was fun. Asking us questions about like how we got into the game, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh generally, and also um, like Duel Links, and uh, so it you know it was fun. We got a little bit of exposure for it, which was very nice of him, um, and. It was, like I said, it was just a fun time, so it's nice to kind of do that type of thing for the first time. The His website is yugidecktalk.wordpress.com. Yep. And he also, if you can't get a... Like, if you love Yu-Gi-Oh! stuff, he has one every day, and he talks like 10 minutes about a certain topic, so he focuses on like one deck or one event. So... um Add them to your list if you like love listening to Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. That's right. Yep. All right, we're gonna finish up today. It's been a it's been a long show today. Um, 
You can find this on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and other things. Check out the podcast and more at the dualassessment.wordpress.com. Find our YouTube channel where this all this stuff is going to be uploaded as well. Help support us at patreon.com slash dual underscore assessment. Send us any emails at the dualassessment at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at dual underscore assessment, me at Green Ranger HS, and Deck Tech at HS Deck Tech. That's right. All right. Happy dueling, everyone. See you next time.